Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 546. And we've got the last guest of the year. Obviously, you know, a lot of you will know we end the year on the drunk casts. We have recorded. It is its usual disgrace, but more to come on that. <laughs> I'm ending the year on someone who I've been chatting with about coming on since really early days. So we've just we're in our 10th year at the moment um, of the Distraction Pieces podcast. And I would say me and Tommy have been talking f- since the first year or two. It's 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 Thomas Turgoose. I say this a million times that f- things always feel as if they have timed right. And this conversation really felt like that. It's such a beautiful conversation. I love where Tommy is in his life, in his his mind and body, in his you know career and in his 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 personal life. And we talk about all of that. If this is your first time tuning in, previous guests that kind of relate to Tommy include Stephen Graham on like three times, I think. (laughs) Vicky McClure, uh, Joe Gilgan, Andrew Shim, Michael Soccer, countless people. I'm trying to, I mean, that feels like that's not nearly enough. I've definitely had more Paddy Considine. Um, Who else, guys? Come on, help me here. Joe Hartley, of course. I've not had Andrew Ellis on yet. We've t- I've talked with Andy about coming on a few times. I need to make that one happen. And, Ch- and Chanel. I've basically had most of the people associated with This Is England. But yeah, some just amazing people. And people that come up in this conversation include Jack Spring, other people. I can't think now, okay? I've, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. We're coming towards the end of the year. It's that time of year. It's a wonderful chat. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And if this is your first time in, there's so much in the back catalogue for you to go and sink your teeth into, essentially. We're brought to you as ever by speechdevelopmentrecords.com. It's Christmas time in the middle of a cost of living crisis. So by no means am I going to hard sell my merch. But, you know, a lot of small businesses and particularly things like merch and that when you're not a touring artist december can be responsible for a big chunk of your your income in that area over the year so if there is anything you fancy if there's anything you've been keeping your eye on and holding off on and maybe you want to treat yourself for christmas or treat someone else then head over to speechdevelopmentrecords.com and get the good stuff there patreon.com forward slash scroobius pip is where you can support the podcast for like a dollar or two a month L- less than the price of a pint less than the price of a coffee like half the price of either of them i would have said if that so that's good and twitch.tv forward slash scrubius pipio i'm gonna be doing loads of stuff over there i think over the festive period and a lot of music based stuff most of my most popular streams are gaming but some of my favorite streams and some of the most popular ones are music based either going over my career, going over music videos I've been involved in and just, yeah, various other areas. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good and it's free and you can ch- ch- tune in at twitch.tv forward slash Scroobius Pipio or download the Twitch app and search Scroobius Pipio. All easy to find. Let's get on with this conversation, eh? I think in the last few intros I've done a bit of a, oh, it's been a hell of a year. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. It's been a hell of a year and it has. You're amazingly supportive 
you're the best of the best, basically. Let's get on with the podcast, because speaking of the best of the best, I'm finally joined by Mr. Thomas Turgoose on episode 546 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. Let's bloody go. I'm here with Thomas Turgoose. How are you, sir? Yeah, oh good, finally. How long have we been trying? Oh, we've been arranging this for a good few years, haven't we? Easy, easy have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I seen that you've done, um, you did it, I think you had Andrew Shim on, didn't you? Yeah. And then obviously you've had Stevie Graham on. I've had I've had soccer on, I've had, had Vicky on. on. I've had a fair few, man. Yeah, I'm starting to feel left out, mate, yeah. But it's, um, since doing my own podcast, it was always hard to find time to yeah. do other people's as well. And then I yeah. don't know what you're like when you've when you've done so many of your own and someone asks you to do another one, you're like, more podcasts, fucking 100%, hell. mate. I turn 90% <laughs> down at the moment, but yeah. it's kind of beautiful. I'm a big, big believer in timing because there was a point where I was trying to get you on, as I said, because I was having so many of the This Is England lot on, and then yeah. when you had your podcast, it was like, right, let's talk about that. But now it's kind of, we can cover all of it, if you know Yeah, I mean. but now, we've, now I've got nothing to talk about because I've not been working, Scroob. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, let's start with that. How are you? How are you? What's been going on? What is your life at the moment? Did you have, have Thomas Land recently? Yes. I remember we so were going to record is... and you were going to, to Thomas Land. Yeah. yeah, we went to Thomas the Tank Engine Land uh, with my little boys too. You know what? Like work has been very, very quiet, mostly down to the strikes. Um, yep. That's what I keep telling myself anyway. <laughs> it's not because Same. of me. It's not because of me. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's been very quiet. But do you know what? My my little boy now, he was two in August, just gone. And when I told my dad that my wife Charlotte was pregnant, the first thing he said to me was, please don't do what I did, basically, and go away working and miss mm. all of you, all of the, the, the first years of, of us growing up. Because my dad worked in Denmark for most of our lives when we were growing up. Right. Um, so th- that was the first thing he said to me. He said, please don't make the same mistake I did. And, you know, the, the, the stars have aligned and I, I've, I've had so much time off with my little boy. So, like, I get to wake up with him every morning. I get to put him to bed every single night. I've, I was here for his first steps, his first words, his smiles, his, his hugs, his, uh, just everything. His, his discovery of, like, he's, he's obsessed with trains, like we've just said. I get to take him to Thomas the Tank Engine Land. We're in a, you know, a fortunate position. That I've, I've, you know, I've, I've been working a lot over the last few years. So, a little bit of time off has kind of come at the, the perfect time, really. So, yeah. I was going to say, that sounds perfectly timed because, me me doing my research and that you've got a fair few things on their way out like it's good to, mm. so you have been working and then this quiet bit seems to have come yeah. at the exact time you need it to yeah to come, it really right? did it really did well he was born on a friday and during the the last stages of charlotte's pregnancy she was in hospital a lot and we was rehearsing for the gallows pole the shane mm-hmm. meadows drama yeah and we literally so he was born on the friday and my first day on set was on the Monday. Oh, so it wow. literally, yeah. So he was born and it was like, hey, nice to meet you. Um, Daddy's got to go now. Got um, But yeah, but obviously Charlotte was on maternity. So she spent a lot of time with me um, over in Halifax. And, uh, you know, I was I was obviously working really closely with Michael Soccer, who's got kids of his yeah. own. Shane, who's got kids of his own. So there was a lot of support around me from people that I've grown up with, family members. Say, so. that, 
that must have been the perfect project to be doing at that time, then, right? Because everything yeah. I've spoken to everyone from the This Is England lot about, they talk about the family element, but also specifically to you, because you were the one who was kind of proper street cast, young lad. Mm. It really feels like there was so much paternal love, kind of sibling love there. So it must have been nice having gone off and done other projects, and we'll get into all this, because not every project is like a Shade Meadows project from from, from what I talk yeah. to people about and then from my own experiences, you know. So yeah. it must have been nice to be getting back with everyone there and 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 being in that mix again. It's always it's always a treat. Whenever yeah. your phone rings and it's Shane and he tells you about a new project, it's like jackpot. Yeah. It's nerve-wracking because yeah. it's like Shane is a role model in my life, not only for, for the work that he's created, but also as a, as, a, as a man, as a mm-hmm. husband, as a father, everything that Shane's done, you know, I look up to him. I always have done, always will do. So when you get that phone call, having now been a, pro- a professional, I say in quotes for people listening, <laughs> um, a professional actor for touching 20 years now. Yeah. So I'm now, I'm now the responsible, you know, the, the, the seasoned actor, if you like. Mm. So we was then working with a lot of first-time actors. We did a lot of street casting and, and I mean... Street casting so much now isn't a thing. A lot of it's done online, obviously, through social media. But a lot of first-time actors, and they were asking us for advice and how to do this and how to do that. And it's kind of like, and you know, and from, from, from the, from the shadows, Shane is sort of like watching us and seeing how we're doing. And, you know, I, I, I like to think that me and Michael have, have made Shane proud of the people that we are and the actors that we are. 100%, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, I, I think so. I, I'm confident. Anyway, I'm yeah. happy with the way that yeah. turned out. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a very strange experience, but yes, yeah, just, just, the the family that you the family that is created on a on a Shane Meadows set is not like any other job. You kind of and you'll know this through working and you worked with Stephen yeah. a long time ago and yeah. you're really good friends with him and same with Tom Hardy and yeah. you know the, the, there's very few people that you actually do meet and you know you meet people on a job and you, with, with all intents and purposes you say let's stay in touch because mm-hmm. you, you are you you've built this relationship over over a, a, a few months but. You know, at the end of a job, sometimes it does just fizzle out, and you stay in touch with certain people, and yeah. life gets in the way. You know, it kind of it can be get difficult, but something about the This Is England crew, and yeah, it was just different. It was just we all we all are family. You know, they yeah. you know they all bless them. They all they all came down to my thirtieth birthday. Charlotte planned a surprise party for me, and uh, love it. Yeah, all all there was people there that I hadn't seen for twenty years, mm. and that, you know that was all down to Charlotte. So. Yeah, it was, and then as soon as we was all together, it was like we hadn't been apart. And you could have rolled cameras, and that would have been another episode of This Is England. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's certainly something special that Shane created with This Is England. I yeah. mean, you've now got me wondering if it, it, it's the obvious question, but do, do, do you reckon those characters will ever be revisited? Because again, it's something that when it all ended, it was the perfect time for it all to end. Mm-hmm. But then when you're saying you look round and you're all. 10 years on or oh. whatever else there's 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 some beauty there right yeah i mean i'm confident i'm confident it's completely different we... characters right it's completely yeah. different characters now yeah well everyone's grown up everyone's done their own everyone's doing their own thing now i think mm. most of us are we, you know none of us really drink anymore you know we've all got kids or we're all and we're all married and you know the idea of going out on the piss a night before work now terrifies me. Yeah. Whereas on This Is England, it was like it was a given. That's what we did. Or everyone's everyone seems to have found who they are and found their comforts. Like exactly. Gilgan is a prime example of this. I think yeah. him doing Brassic is fucking perfect because it's mm. 
his show, it's his his world, it fits with all of his needs it's, and wants in his head. It's Joe's head. Yeah. It's what's upstairs in Joe's head, which if you know Joe, yeah. it is kind of like, you always wonder, you kind of think, what's going on upstairs, mate? Because yeah. you are, you're like he's, he's, the way he's Well, brain, you kind of think, how do you fit in anyone else's world? Because he's, he's such exactly. a, he's, he's such a, I love him, but he's mm-hmm. just all this energy and all this chaos. It is, it is like creative chaos. You've been on some sets that are so, like I can see how that fits in the shape Meadows set I can see how on some sets you'd be like that's not going to work is it so him getting to steer into it it's amazing Joe hasn't been cancelled honestly yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but him getting to use that as his blind boy talks about this a lot with his autism he's got a great podcast and he talks about finding the world in which your autism or whatever isn't a restriction it's a superpower so not even that it's just Mm -hmm. normal or acceptable it's your strength and that's what it feels like like with Brassic, it's all of Joe's 100%. beautiful chaos is this now award-winning, award-nominated thing. And he's found that place that brings the strength. Of course. And he and he deserves it. He's like, he's one of the most beautiful men mm. that I've, you know, I've, he's one of them that's kind of, you know, when, when we all used to go out all the time right. and it kind of got quite samey. Yeah. You know, there was always like me and soccer and shimmy and, you know, gadge and all them lot, da da da. But then when Joe said he was coming out, everyone was like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Which was very, it was it was a rare occasion. But when he did come out or even if he'd say, let's, you know, come around to mine and we'll, you know, we'll have a smoke or we'll do this. And God, this is how far back I'm going now, yeah. having a smoke. Jesus. But, you know, when whenever Joe, when you're invited to be in Joe's company, it was like, Yes. It was it was exciting. So to be able to to watch Joe's life and the way that he thinks and the way that he manifests himself and put that onto onto screen yeah. is just and the way that that I mean it's such a great show, yeah, Brassic. Yeah. It's like it's amazing. It's almost like a shiny version of This Is England. It's kind of like you love the characters, you get you get immersed in it, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's such a huge success you, and, and rightfully so. He's done done a great job. With you it. summed it up perfectly there. I would never have thought that a Sky TV version of This Is England would be anything I'd want to see because mm. it feels like it's the clashing yeah. of styles and worlds but that's shiny, exactly what it is it's this shiny version but it's got all that that excitement and yeah. rawness I'm not saying that Joe's I'm not saying that Joe's plagiarised it no, or, or not whatever, at all, but, not you at know. all. I mean <laughs> yeah. you, 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 it'll be banging you, on my door you talk to Joe off record and he can't admit how much of that show is plagiarised from his own life because of legal of requirements day, yeah. he can't admit how much yeah. how much of that <laughs> is accurate to his, his exactly, youth exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But no, it's kind of that, you know, the, the things that he's experienced, you know, with a bit of creative licensing as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, when Joe tells you a story, you are so immersed in it. Yeah. It's kind of like, if there's a room full of people, he'll start telling one person the story. Yeah. And before you know it, he's got the whole room Everyone's around. crowded around him. Yeah. And and he and he doesn't he doesn't do it on purpose. He doesn't try and steal the limelight. It's just the way that he speaks and the way that he that he's passionate about his upbringing. And you know, there's no shame in you know he's, he he went through a lot when he was when he was a kid. And he's very passionate about you know he's very proud of who he is. And that's very much what Brassic is. So yeah. yeah, hats off to him. He's done such a. I don't really speak to him that much anymore. The only time he really. I mean, I won't speak to him for about six months and then I'll get a WhatsApp from him and it's him having a shit or farting down yeah. the microphone. I was going to say, it'll definitely be a voice yeah. note. It won't be a text message. Yeah. It'll be some kind of yeah. random nonsense. But, I mean, there's two things I want to touch on. One, I think what you said there, I think that family that Shane brought together is amazing in that way, in that soccer's a prime example for me. I had soccer on the podcast. It was the first time we met. We really hit it off. 
We worked together on one film. So I'd say we've probably met a handful of times, yet I mm. feel I could reach out to him. Like, I consider him a... F- I consider him a friend kind of thing. And when I actually go back and think, oh, how much time have we actually interacted and all this? It's like, it's minimal, but it feels like, and Shimmy's the same. I feel like the first time we met, it was like, I've met Shimmy maybe twice. But again, he feels like someone if I wanted to reach out to, I could. There's something about that team that we're all put together. And do you think it's because you were all kind of almost brought into this world unexpectedly? Like, it's not like... I, I definitely have yeah. that. I know that growing up, I didn't think acting was an option for for where I'm from, for I've got a stutter, yeah. all these other things. It's like, that shouldn't have been a thing. <laughs> and then I've got to do it. And there's that excitement of, how fucking cool is this? There's kind of an appreciation of these of these connections. Yeah. yeah, and that's always... It's nice to never forget that. And, and you know, that's one thing my dad always said to me is like, you know, whenever you feel like you are doing whatever you're doing or you get into a place where you never expected... Just always remember where you was, mm. you know, remember the estate that you was brought up on and, you know, the, the things you were getting up to and, and the way that your life could have been. And I guess it's just about us all being just, it's, it's just stems down to being grateful for the opportunity that we was given with the film. And then, you know, we all went off and did our own little things after the film. But then when the series came around, mm. that was kind of like, because I don't think any of us kind of understood how big the film was going to be. Yeah. Well, especially when we was doing it, we was like, we didn't have a clue, really. And then when we did the series, it was just like, wow, people really, really like this. And I guess, and when we was, when we was filming the series, we'd be out in Sheffield and, you know, we kind of, we, we almost had a key to the city. We could yeah. just do whatever we wanted. And we took advantage of that. I and mean, we was all 18, 19 year old mm-hmm. young lads and, and lasses. And, you know, we, we kind of took advantage of that. And, but we was always appreciative and, you know, we'd, we'd be, We'd be stopping and speaking to people all day, every day, you know. Mm. And, and I guess that's just like what you said. It kind of stems back to just being grateful and never forgetting, never forgetting to, you know, to be thankful and always remember how different our lives could have been. Yeah. Which is why it's kind of nice when we meet other people in the industry from the same walks of life. It's that little reminder. It's, it's you kind of just going, you know, we are where we are because we, someone took a chance on us and that's great. But also, we are where we are because someone took a chance on us, but we also grafted our asses yeah. off as well. Oh, that's again, that's why I, f- I feel it was kind of a perfect storm because you've got Shane there who's done exactly that. But then you're working with like Mark at Warp and all the guys at Warp who yeah, are exactly that, that as well. I think they're some of the best people I've met in the industry, like mm. Mark and Barry and others who are just, again, they're just so, they're appreciative to be there. But, but so exactly as you say, they're going to work their fucking asses off as well. So there's, yeah. there is that balance. Yeah of appreciative of being there but also being able to go well look what we've done we've done this well it's it's exactly what we've just been saying you know not sure how much you want to talk about it but what we was talking about just before we we started recording you know what you're working on at the moment when that finally starts it's like jesus what was that something just fell over um (laughs) shit myself um when when that finally starts that is kind of that's when you go and you look around and you go like look at everything that you created. Yeah, look and, what we've done. And it's yeah. it, look what look what we've done. And you know, and then when that when we work our asses off on a film, whether that be a film, a music video, a short film, a series, anything, you know, when people appreciate that, that is that's what you do it for. When yeah. you know, this is England was released probably eighteen years ago. I could pro- maybe something like that. But still, when people stop me in the street and say how much they love this is England. Like, I appreciate that more now than I ever did when I was a kid. Yeah. And it's like, that, I think that's the key is to never stop 
appreciating it. And it's my dad always, he said something really interesting to me. I like my dad's a philanthropist. Yep. That word, I can't yeah, say. Yeah. But he, um, he always said to me, because someone had come up to me and, and they was chatting and, you know, the, the chat went on for a little while. And my dad said to me, he said, do you prefer it when people stop and talk to you for a while or do you prefer it when people say hello and, and walk away? And I was like, I, I honestly don't mind. If I'm not busy, I'll stop and chat for, mm. for, for hours. But he said to me, that person there has just said that he'd watched, this is England, this is England 86, 88 and 90 and Eden Lake and all this and, and listed loads of my, my jobs that I'd done. And he said, they've sat and watched your work for 15 hours, 15 hours of their time they've committed to watching what you do. Mm. So for you to give them five minutes back is nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I'll always remember that. So I'd never like, if people say hello, I don't want to just be like, hello, bye. It's like, I like to appreciate that, that, that people have sat and watched my work for, the, you know, sat and watched it for, for however long they've been watching it. So, yeah. Yeah. But I guess, I guess that all stems down to what we was just saying a moment ago about just being grateful and... Did, yeah. Do you take the time to give yourself credit? Because we were talking again, I think, before we started recording. I've, I've visited our, our mutual friend Stephen Graham on his on set of his new show, A Thousand Blows, and I kind of took him aside and kind of said, look, you and, and Hannah are producing this as well. Like, like, like obviously, mm. it's a huge team have put this together, but... It's no, it's one thing. I've definitely had it on film sets where I'll make sure I take a moment to go, how fucking mad is this? Yeah. Just kind of look round and go, this is insane. Yeah. But it's even bigger when you're the one who's who's created it as well. And mm. something really jumped out to me that, that, that you were, were, were saying just now, that you had a really concentrated time where you should be looking at yourself and going, look at how far I've come. Because you became a father and then that same week you're around the family with whom you were once the kids and everyone's giving you advice and now you're the one giving advice. So this is a real, that a sounds trying. like, a, yeah, or trying, <laughs> but that sounds like a hell of a yeah. week to kind of, I hope you kind of, you gave yourself a pat on the back there and kind of went, look, l- look at the man I've become yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it is kind of like, I guess as, I don't want to say as men, cause we, you know, because we're men and we have to get on with it, da da da. But I, I guess... I'm, I've always been a firm believer of, you know, you just, you, you get on with it and and, yeah. and this is a situation. But then also, I'd had two of the most amazing experiences in the same week. Yeah. I got to be on back on set with, I mean, the, the birth of my child should come first, of course. Yeah. I got to, you know, bring, bring my first child into yeah. the world. And then also the following couple of days, I got to go and revisit the people who, you know, kind of put me on the right path in mm. life and the people that you know my, my 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 family I got to go and spend time with my other family so yeah I was kind of that that was kind of what kept me going is knowing that I was going to go spend some time with soccer and mm. which I was buzzing about so like because soccer is honestly one of the most beautiful men in, and I know I keep saying that but he's he such really a mad is. talent and, and then, as well uh, I went to see him in oh a play a few years back and just he tore the room down yeah. it was just yeah just he's just everything he does yeah. everything he does is like he just, he, he smashes everything. And the man that he's become, you know, everything that he's been through in his, in his own life, like who he is today is like, yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. Everything that he's at, you know, the yeah. hurdles that he's yeah. had to, to, to take on. So for him to still be doing what he does and doing it so well, you know, recently, and his performance in the gallows pole, yeah. my God, yeah. it's like, I remember when I was working with, when we was doing This Is England and working with Stephen mm-hmm. and just being like, fucking hell. Like, what is going on here? This guy is scary. Yeah. And the only other time that's really happened to me is watching 
Michael played King David in yeah. Gallows Pole. Yeah. And and I remember coming away and just thinking, fucking hell, he's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's very, very good. So, yeah, and he deserves everything. And, and you know, work's flying for him at the moment. So, yeah, I, I couldn't be prouder of him. And, yeah, which is, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to see. It's nice to see him doing so well. But work's been f- f- flying for you as well. Like, just after we booked this in, just between us, because we were like, we really need mm. to get this chatted, I got pitched you for the podcast by the PR people who are doing J- Jackdaw, which looks amazing. Which, again, so it's like, <laughs> it was a funny yeah. one to kind of go, it's already happening, mate. I'm I'm, I'm kind of good there. Kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> Beat we, to it. We've got that covered. But Jenna yeah. Coleman is someone I rate massively. and Oh, she's wicked. Super. Alan Mustafa is is a pal and an absolute inspiration as well. So yeah, it's, it it looks like a hell of a project. Yeah. Like, what's that about? Yeah, so that was um that was a a, a really random thing, and because uh, I was working on another job which we'll get into at the moment. So it was like the script came in, and I remember just reading it, just being like, "Fucking, this is exciting! Yeah, I really like this." And it was a character that was totally different to anything I've played in a sense. I won't no spoilers. But, the, you know, there's a big twist with my character. And I remember just thinking, like, this script was great. Mm. And Jamie and, you know, the team have done a great job creating that. But my character was the one thing that I kind of read. And I was like, fuck. Like, for me, this is one of the best things about it. Yeah. So, and my agent agreed. And so there was back and forth trying to figure out dates. So I would literally be doing one day on a job in, in London. And then I'd be going up to do night shoots in Hartlepool on this. And it going back and forth. And it was, so it was like... It was all systems go, but sometimes that's when I'm at my best. Yeah. When I'm like, when I'm just, when I don't get time, when I don't get time to think about it, I'm just going yeah. and, I'm, and I'm just, and I'm just, de- get, just getting on with Particularly it. Particularly if, if you've read a character and got excited about them and then you've got oh. that, you've not got that time to overanalyze or overthink it. It's going to have that no, rawness no. and realness of, I yeah. know this, now let's go and do it. That's exciting. Exactly that, exactly that. And it was um, working with Jamie, who, uh, Childs, the director, yeah. the director who I'm a huge fan of. And and when I saw that Jenna and Ollie Jackson Cohen yeah. was involved, and yeah, it was a no-brainer. So it's, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be great. Like the, the trailer's just been released, I think. So that's out and about. I'm not sure when the film's actually out. Um, I think it might be March it's going yeah. to the cinema. Yeah, I think so. I think it I might think be in the cinemas in March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's got a small cinema release in the UK, I believe. And then not sure where it might be going after that. I think we're in a really exciting time for that, you know. There seems to be so many good mm. little independent films that are getting cinema releases and getting a lot of love and excitement. And we, so we obviously had that period where everything was superheroes and Marvel. And I love that shit too. But it really feels like, like, I saw I saw How to Have Sex recently in the cinema and it was absolutely oh, I, astounding. I've been trying to watch that, but it's not in my local cinema. It's amazing. It. It's amazing. But there's so many mm. films that are getting good little releases weirdly there's a company called Anton Media who 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 funded a lot of Jack Dort like they're a production company and all that and they seem to be just one of those companies at the forefront of this kind of right we're going to have loads of cool little indie films that are getting that moment in the cinema and then they're going onto the streamers and blowing up even more and all that but I do think it's important to get that excitement and hype initially of course it is and like it is great going to the cinema for the experiences and like you know when you I think I went I went watched Avatar 2 and it's like you watch that in a cinema that of course you do you don't you know it might not look it won't look as good watching that at home but like I want to go to the cinema and I want to watch these raw independent films with great talent and new up-and-coming like Sam Bottomley who's in um, How to Have Sex like I'm so excited for his career yeah Great, great little actor and a really, really nice kid. 
but I, I want to go to the to to the cinema and I want to watch these and I want to be part of that. And and I think that's what the cinema does so great. Whereas, you know, watching, yeah, I just I'm not really a massive fan of watching films like that at home. I want to watch them in the cinema. I completely agree. And I think I've been arguing about this with a mate a little bit recently, because I do believe that the cinema like a film isn't a bad film if I'm watching it at home and I'm finding myself dr- drifting over to my phone. Like th- that's mm. on me. That's not the fault of the yeah. film. That's my own brain. No. That's my own head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my own distractions. It's because essentially in, we're all addicted yeah, to our phones. In the cinema, I'm not getting that at all. And I've definitely had stuff I've watched in the, the cinema that I've adored and I've been like, I reckon at home I wouldn't have appreciated that in the way I mm. sh- should have because yeah, it was yeah, slow-paced totally. or it had this or that that would have made me look away. And not every film needs to be all action, all constant, you know, every no. every second, every beat. So, yeah, I'm a big believer in that. There's so many films that yeah. I'm so glad to sit in the cinema and watch. And I'm lucky where I live because I've got my favourite cinema, which is just, it's a standard, it's a, a cinema world, it's kind of your sticky nice. carpet hot dog, popcorn, nice. all that kind of thing. And then oh. about 30 minutes drive away is is one of the everyman ones. So if the film's oh, right, they're I'll get on a sofa, I'll get a pizza brought <sighs> to my pizza. table and yeah. really... Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can yeah, really... Yeah, yeah. Because I'm such a film nerd, I love to choreograph my, my experience. I'm like... No, that's yeah, a, yeah, 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 totally. That's a Cineworld one. I want to watch that on a really yeah, big yeah. screen with a really loud system with, yeah. with ice cream and chocolate, and... like so much stuff, yeah. yeah. But then yeah, we've like, got an Odeon Lux. Yeah. We've got an Odeon Lux, which is over in Hull, to be fair. So it's about 40 minutes away. But the big old but yeah, like if I'm chairs, going to the cinema, yeah. yeah, if I'm going to the cinema with Charlotte, yeah. I like that's we'll go there because then we can relax and it's yeah. nice. And whereas like because I go to the cinema really regularly, we've got um a, a local independent cinema called the Parkway Cinema. Um, which now are doing really, really well. They're going, there's one in Cleve Forbes, the there's one in Beverly. There's one in York. Um, there's one in the Lake District now. Yeah. So they are, you know, they're sort of they're, they're getting bigger and getting more, and what more they venues. Park, but, uh, Parkway, Parkway Cinema, Cinema yeah. Nice. yeah. So it's in Cleethorpes, and it's a, you know it's been there for years, for as long as I can remember. But it's a great little cinema, mm. and it's you know it's kind of could do with a bit of a refurb. But there's something quite magical about it. But yeah, I go there all like my 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 best friend who I grew up with is the manager of the cinema now. Yeah. So he's obsessed with films. He loves films. And he'll ring me. He, he could ring me. He rang me yesterday, seeing if I fancied it on Friday, yeah. actually. So we look, but he's the kind of guy that he's really the only guy. Yeah, Mark is called. One, he looks a bit like you, actually. <laughs> a big beard. Very handsome. <laughs> but he's um, he's really the only friend that I've got that's like as obsessed with film as I am. Yeah. Like he's the guy if, if I get my agent sends me a self tape. Mark always comes around and does them with me. He'll read the script fully. He gets, you know, he puts all Love his time it. into it, yeah. you know. So he's like, yeah, he's he's well into film. So I'm very lucky that um, those, very lucky that I've got him in my are, life. So those friends are essential, aren't they? I was talking to a mate yesterday yeah. who's not as into film, and they were saying like, "Where do you hear about all these films?" And I was kind of like, "I don't really know. I've just got a certain circle of friends that I kind of, and I must yeah. have enough of an algorithm on social media or whatever that." It's, they it's all come the social in. media yeah. thing. I yeah, think, they kind it? of. Yeah. I find yeah. out about all these little exciting indie ones. Yeah, but again, it is weird because I try to avoid tra- trailers in general because I think they tend to spoil hate films to, these days. Hate trailers. Oh my so god! It was, like, it was such a funny they, they question just to get asked. All of the good bits. Yeah, exactly. Don't they? It was such a funny question to get asked to go. I don't know. I just there's like four films at the moment that I'm really excited about, and it's like I don't know how I found yeah. out about them, but yeah, I can't wait to go and see yeah. them. So yeah. 
I'm like one of those, I'll, I'll <laughs> hear on the grapevine or like someone might say, like how to have sex. Mm. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. But I know that the people that I admire yeah. and the people that I follow on social media are raving about it. Yeah. So I don't know anything about this film. I don't know what it's about. So I'm like, I'm going to go see that film and, and I don't know anything. Going but I like that. I like going possible. into Going in as blind. Like my, my friend Mark introduced me to Kill Bill mm. the other day. Didn't know anything about it. Amazing. The, the good thing about Mark with the cinema is, because he's the manager, so we can go and have the screens to ourselves and we can watch whatever we want. We can take Blu-rays in. So we can like, so I'll get the whole cinema experience. So that's that's going to be great. I'm looking forward to the, the Kill Bill thing. And um, Mate, you've just unintentionally invited me up for a visit at some point soon because I'm all over that. That sounds like heaven. I'm a big daytime cinema goer because of exactly that. Every now and then, I'll luck out and I'll get in there. I'll be like, there's no one else here. This is just fucking heaven. Oh, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Although this time of year, going to the cinema is very strange, especially if you go to like like an afternoon screening at like 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. And then it's bright. And then you come out and you're like, fuck, it's dark. It's quite disorientating, isn't it? Because it gets dark early. You're a bit like, how long was I in there? A hundred percent. Again, there's something warm about that, though, because you really feel like you've had that journey as as over the top as it sounds. But, I mean, you touched upon what are you working on at the moment. What's the current? How much can you talk about? Is there anything you can say? At the moment, mate, there's uh, there's literally nothing. Right. There's literally nothing. We're sort of... um, the press stuff for Jack Daw and another film that I've got coming out next year is called Mickey 17. But, Which, uh, mate, yeah. Bong Joon-ho. I know. Fucking I know. Honestly, Snowpiercer, mate. Parasite, Okja, yeah. and just the, the yeah. lineup on that with Robert Patterson and Tony Collette and Mark Ruffalo. Oh, all my like God. Absolute like... icons. Yeah. So How was that? that was like... Tell me a bit about it. That was one of those, and I remember uh, FaceTiming Stephen Graham, and uh, I was on the set. And um, I remember just saying, like, what the... Like, how? How on earth have I ended up here? I will never know. So that was a real pinch-me moment, just being in that company. Quickly, it quickly got, like, levelled out, though. You know, Rob and Mark Ruffalo is genuinely one of the nicest men I've ever met. And he's like... He's a Grimsby Town fan now. He loves it. Oh, really? Yeah, he loves Grimsby Town. I've, <laughs> I've got this amazing video of him because we was on set and it was when Grimsby Town were playing in the FA Cup. And uh, yeah. I'm a huge Grimsby Town fan. So mid-takes, uh, in between takes and stuff, I was looking at my phone and a couple of the crew members blessing him going, it's the 1-0. And Mark was like, what's going on here? So I got into it, telling him about my love for Grimsby and, and obviously Grimsby is world famous for our fish. So we, yeah. there's a lots of chance about fish uh, at our football games. So I've got this amazing video of Mark Ruffalo singing "We Piss on Your Fish" because that's what we sing to people. <laughs> and I, for obvious reasons, because we're in costume, can't do anything with that video until the yeah. until the until the film's released. So, but Mark was um, was great. So funny. He was, like he he was obsessed with Wagamamas. So he'd like he text us at night saying. Um, saying, I'll oh, meet down reception in five minutes, we'll go into Wagamama's. And he'd just walk out on the streets, he'd sit, he'd, he's just, he's just, Mark's honestly one of the, he's one of the lads. He's, he's, he's yeah. so cool and down to earth. And same with Rob, you know, Rob was out watching the football yeah. in the pubs and yeah, it was, um, it was a real nice experience because I remember my agent rang me and said, uh, Bong Joon Ho wants to meet you in London tomorrow. And I was like, shit, I said, I'm on the way to Liverpool for a night out with my friend. And she was like, right, okay, um, let me see what I can sort. And I said, no, 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 it's fine. I said, I'll turn the car around and I'll go to London. 
said, a night out's a night out. I can do that whenever I want. And she was like, no, it's yeah. fine. Let me speak to them and see what we can sort. And then she rang me back 20 minutes later and she said, Bong's said that we can do it on Zoom tomorrow afternoon if you want. And I was like, no, I said, I don't want to do this on Zoom. I want to I want to, I want to meet yeah. him. I want to go there and I want to charm him. I don't want to do that through a computer screen. Yeah, yeah. And they said, well, they, 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 it's fine. It's the, the Zoom call's happening. It's at two o'clock tomorrow. So I was like, shit, okay. So I, I had my night out, very sort of like, wasn't as big as planned, quite chilled. Yeah. And I drove home and uh, I had my Zoom call and my wife was here and she went and sat upstairs, bless her. And uh, we had this chat with, with Bong and his translator. And I kind of, we was talking about the film and what it was about and who was involved. And he closed the, I, the, the Zoom call and he was like, right, we'll be in touch, da, da, da. And I went upstairs to Charlotte and she was like, so how did it go? And I was like, I think he's just offered it to me. I don't, I don't quite know what, <laughs> I was like, I don't really know what's happening. I didn't have to read. Uh, I didn't have to do any auditions. And uh, yeah. And then my agent rang me and said, they, they want, want to see you next week for, for um, they want to meet you and they want to, you know, do costume fittings. And so I was just like, well, this guy won an Oscar, like 10 Oscars for his yeah. last film. And he's just yeah. offered yeah. me this role. So yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was amazing. It was the whole experience. The whole, the whole thing that's, was brilliant. And so, that's yeah, that's absolutely that, insane. Yeah. So, that's going to be out in, I think it might be March as well. I'm going to be yeah. everywhere in March. Yeah. 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 You can I might, I might get a deal with Adidas. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Mate, that's, that's, that's insane, though. That must, again, to have that kind of, in, in such a short amount of time, again, like as we said about the, the not having time to overthink things, mm-hmm. the fact that it's like he wants to talk to you tomorrow, it's kind of like, yeah. All right, like, well, we're talking okay, tomorrow, I let's guess. Let's do it. Cool. Yeah. And to be let's honest, probably having that having that night in Liverpool with my friend and just having a few drinks, it's probably a good thing because then I wasn't sat there overthinking yeah. it and being like, and, you know, trying to, you know, talk myself into being someone I'm not or, you know, you know yeah, how it yeah, gets yeah. when you overthink things. But you know what? That came in, I think, at exactly the same time as Jack Door came in. And I thought yeah. to myself, fucking typical. I'm going to yeah. have to choose between them, aren't I? Is that yeah, I'm going to have to yeah. pick one and... You know, that, and thanks to my agent and and, and all the crew at, at both productions, you know, they managed to sort of work it so I could do both. I mean, yeah, it was graft, a lot of travelling. And- it's always the timing on those things, isn't it? The, the, the one kind of big role I've had, I did this NBC show in America. As soon as I signed on to that, I had two small roles, but in absolute dream jobs, yeah. like one series I'd always wanted to work on and one writer I'd always wanted to work with. Both came in at that exact time Mate, and it was like... It's like waiting for a bus, right. isn't it? I know it's that old cliched it's thing. It's not going to happen. It's that old cliched yeah. thing, you know, if you're waiting for a bus and then three turn up, that's just... You know, I've, yeah. I haven't... I think it, it's been probably six months, seven months since I've done been on a, you know, a proper film set. I've done little things like voiceovers and, and music videos and whatnot. Yeah. But um, I know for a fact that, you know, come January, February, whenever my next job comes in, another two will come in. I know that for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just the way it's just the way of the world isn't it it's just I don't know it's what it is it's always the way it's f- yeah. f- feast or famine isn't it oh, but, um, so frustrating I mean you mentioned Grimsby let's talk a little bit about Grimsby mm. because a good friend of mine and actually exec producer on this project that I'm not saying too much about is Jack Spring mm. who did a great documentary about Grimsby his last film Three Day Millionaire yeah. was all yeah. all Grimsby yeah, and, yeah. and I've also had had, had Lloyd 
Griffith on the podcast. Oh, and we you talked had Lloyd about on, have you? You two going Grimsby, oh, yeah. Was... So you go Grimsby together, right? And it's... Love him. I, we was, the first time, I've known Lloyd for years. Like, we're really, really good friends. We was at the gym the other day together and uh, I was supposed to be at the gym with him this morning, actually, but I, for this, I had to, went earlier. But uh, yeah, I love Lloyd to bits. He's one of the nicest men. And yeah. do you know what? Like, he's a grafter. Lloyd is such a grafter yeah. and he's so proud of being from Grimsby. I remember years... Even now, I'll ring Lloyd and I'll be like, where are you, mate? And he'll be like, oh, I'm in Lossiemouth in Scotland. And I'll be like, oh, right, okay. And then I'll ring him the day after and I'll be like, where are you, mate? And he'll be like, oh, I'm in Cardiff. I'll be like, oh, fucking, okay. Then I'll ring him the following day, then I'll be in Newcastle. And he's like... Tch, 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 tch. So he's mm-hmm. like, he's grafted and grafted. And, you know, now he's 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 reaping the rewards because he, he's, you know, he's, he's put all the, you know, the hard graft in and, you know, he's now he's slowly yeah. getting to a position where he wants to be at. And uh, yeah, but he will do anything for anyone, Lloyd. Annoyingly, yeah. he put something on Twitter the other day and he, he won't mind me saying this, but he put something on Twitter the other day about um, Grimsby Town were playing Stockport away. And uh, he had three spare seats in his car. So he put on Twitter, does any Grimsby Town fans want a lift to the game? And the, the local news had done a story about it. And loads of the local people were slagging him off for it. And I'm thinking, like, he doesn't have to do that. He could have just yeah. got in that car on his own. But he's like, if the, he put it out there for people who may have been struggling, whether that be financially or whether people had let him down last minute. But, you know, and, and he got two Grimsby Town fans that he'd never met. Took him yeah. all the way to Manchester in his car, didn't charge him a penny for fuel and didn't want anything in return. And it's like, yeah, people still give him a hard time for it. But yeah, mm. but he's, he's heart's it's, in the right place, Lloyd. He, he, it really it's is. It's one of the beautiful unifying things about football, but I also think lower league football. Steady on. At the moment. Steady really, on. We're in league two. It's not uh, that low. Ma- <laughs> mate, I'm a Millwall fan. Mm. So um, I've I've had my whole life of, 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 of lower league oh, football. Yeah. But yeah. um. Um, but there is something about that that unity. And again, being a Millwall fan, there's a lot I don't love about f- football as well. Like we've had some rough history oh, yeah. and continue to embarrass ourselves yeah. at points. So it's, this isn't me saying it's all sunshine and, r- r- and roses, but I could completely see, like it, that didn't seem insane to me to hear no. Lloyd say, I've got some spare yeah. seats. Because he's not asking strangers, he's asking Grimsby yeah, exactly. fans. Exactly. Which is as weird as it is. They are strangers, but there's something in that in that in that unity of supporting having that shared love. Yeah. Well, you've you've all got a common denominator. You've yeah, you've got something in common. And that's like, you know, I think when you and especially at the moment with the way Grimsby Town are, you know, there's there won't be an awkward silence in the car because you've got plenty to moan about, which is great. Um <laughs> but things are on the up at the moment. But yeah, I know what you're saying, but that's what football does for people. I think people forget what football is. I had a bit of a rough time recently, and I don't like talking about it because I don't wanna I don't wanna give the Cox the fucking platform but when um, Scunthorpe United was going through a real rough time recently um, you know mm-hmm. their old owner had, had dragged them through the mud and the club was at the point at breaking point and they was about to be put into administration and they wouldn't have been a football yeah. club anymore now Grimsby Town and Scunthorpe have always had a huge rivalry but yeah. when I heard that the club was in, in financial turmoil I, I you know I've got a very small platform on social media but I made a little video just, you know, putting it out there that there's a GoFundMe page to to mm. um, pay the staff members at Glanford Park because there's people that work in a ticket office and there's people, you know, there's and it's people's livelihoods at the end of the day. So I made this video just, yeah. just highlighting the fact that it was a GoFundMe page and if anyone can donate, you know, a pound or a tenner or whatever. And the amount of backlash I got for that was insane. And really? I'm thinking at the yeah. end of the day, like the rivalry, you know, if that if that football club gets folded and it's not, to, there's no rivalry there anymore. And at the end of the day, I think the rivalry should end when off the pitch. It's be, you know, you 
you can I completely give each other shit for and 90 the rivalries minutes. are what make the game exactly that's what makes exactly. it exciting and give it meaning and give it purpose that's why the sport is what it is because you genuinely exactly. care and there's storylines yeah. and there's history and the fact is again you're looking back at old days of Millwall mm-hmm. They'd be playing Palace or Charlton mm-hmm. at the weekend and they'd be the biggest rivals in the world. Then come Monday morning, you'd all be in a factory together. Yeah, of course. And that's what Cause, it is. Because the clubs are so close to each other. It's like, I think that's key to it, is it should be that. Be as passionate as you want on the day. But then you should be going, well, no, after that, we're all... And at the end of the know, day, we're it's all like football fans. Scunthorpe United, for for not many fans, I don't mind saying, because they, they struggle to fill up Glanford Park. But for some fans... Yeah. <laughs> For some fans, like Grimsby fans, if you take that away from people, like yeah. Glanford Park and Blundell Park and Millwall's ground, forget I don't know the name, but that is yeah, the, den. the den. So that is church to some people. Yeah. That is their yeah. religion. They get Like my dad, if you took that away from him, I, God knows w- what my dad would do. And it's the same with me. Like mm. my weekends evolve around the football. So if, you know, if the worst did happen over at Scunthorpe, it's like, that's not fair on the fans. You can wish whatever you want on the club and the players and whatever. But at the end of the day, the fans the fans are what make football. So if you take that away mm. from them, that's not fair. That, that isn't fair. And again, it is, as you say, it's, it's all of these clubs. It's the history that they have with the other clubs mm-hmm. that makes it exciting. As soon as you said Scunthorpe, I was transported to Wembley in the playoff final and Millwall going 1-0 up and this being the year we finally get promoted all of our work has gone in and then Scunthorpe getting two late goals and it going from the absolute joy of the whole season's work to the absolute terror Mm. of 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 that of of losing it so again but but that's beautiful because it's the 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 mere mention of the word Scunthorpe brought all of that back of that this whole year has been worth it to this whole year has been worth absolutely nothing. It's horrible losing at Wembley, isn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, well it's not, Fucking I mean, horrific. for you. I mean, imagine losing at Wembley and then having a five-hour coach journey home. That is torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah just yeah, going back to Scundor, right. I'll never forget when Grimsby played Scundor at home at Blundell Park and it was a scrappy nil-nil. And then in mm. the last minute, their player, Kevin Van Veen, scored and then come running in front of our fans just put his arms out like that. And I remember thinking, you mm. bastard. But after, when all the dust had settled, I thought, do you know what? That's that's what makes the rivalry. That's what yeah. that's what you come for. Because had we had done the same, it would have been beautiful. And then we did. We yeah. went to their place and I think we beat them 3-0. It was the last game before lockdown, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I love that. I love that. And I don't want that taken away. No one wants that. So yeah, but yeah. I guess that's just social media as a whole in it. It can be a bit of a, a bit of a pit, can't it? Yeah, I really really do. And I think it amplifies those voices. Like, I won't go into it in great detail, but that's the exact reason I've walked away from Millwall a bit after a lifetime of going was because of fans Mm. who were acting up on socials and and in in, in, in real life. Yeah, and it was one of them. It was that. It's like I was like, I've defended this club on like on TV. I've gone on, on Soccer AM and defended this club <laughs> like my whole life, kind of thing, and said, no, it's not what people think. And then the DMs I'm g- getting are certainly s- suggesting it is what people think. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that kind yeah, of. It's yeah. like I've done. I can't be asked. Oh, that's such a shame. R- such anymore. a shame it's, when it's, it's something that of... you've like. Because who was it that got you into the football? Was it like your dad it's or my dad? It's my dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like. I mean, I speak to my dad most days, but I see him every week because of the football. You take yeah. that away, that's not... Or, do you know what I mean? Well, that's been the hardest part of it, and and that was a big part of it. So, again, I'm kind of... I'm going into detail now, but... So, <laughs> I spoke out against the Millwall fans b- 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 
booing the taking of the knee against racism. It was the first games back after after the uh, the the COVID of kind of break. And I spoke out saying, look, that's sad to see. We we don't do ourselves any favours. We do get sh- shit on more than anyone else, but we don't do ourselves favours. And the amount of abuse I've got, and I said, the Personal bit that tipped me over well. was threats to my family. Because Fuck we've all been going, me. like my uncles and my cousins have all been going. So n- not that we're known around there, but there's going to be people who know us because we've been yeah. sitting in these areas th- this whole time. So the fact that people were slagging off or targeting or whatever family members of mine. I was like, right, well, I put myself in the firing line and I'm fine with that, but I ain't putting other people in the firing line because because of that. So that was the bit that made me go, no, I'm done with that. But that, as I said, I've had to be really conscious to make sure me and my old man are a chatting about other stuff. Yeah. Because again, that yeah. has stopped. He still supports. He's been supporting his whole life and mm. rightfully so. But I'm not there as much to be, oh, oh what was the score at the weekend? Yeah, and yeah, then, So yeah, I've had yeah, to make yeah. that conscious effort to go. I don't want to lose that part of our relationship. No, no, no. If you well, know what I, mean. what I mean. I don't want it to be a gap. So yeah, it's important though, man. And again, I swear it is, for. it could just be our bias, but I swear having struggled in lower leagues at different points, yeah, it makes it different. It means so because much Because it's more. not like you're like, you're used to winning. It's like, no, we, I've been supporting when we've been going through fucking shit yeah. year after year. But yeah. Well, you really see it, don't you? It when up, you? Like when I've got, I've got friends who are Man U fans. I set in for people listening, doing quotation things again. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, they, yeah. they sit in the poor <laughs> bore, you know, they, they never go to Old Trafford and, you know, for whatever reason. But like, there's times when they go, oh, no, I'm not watching United. I can't be asked the shit. And I'm thinking, what? Thinking yeah, yeah. how, like, I could never do that for, for Grimsby. Mate, the year after I kind of stepped away from it, we had one of our best seasons. Oh, and it was so it. fucking hard to kind of like, my old man's like, we're just, we're in the playoffs at the moment. It's looking like this. And I'm like, yeah. No. I've, 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 I've made my it. choice. So again, it's the exact opposite. It would have been perfect if we were doing shh, sh- Yeah, yeah, shit been good timing, yeah. <laughs> but no, I've got these, but like I've been, I've been following Grimsby Town. Like I remember driving to Solihull, south mm. of Birmingham or uh, east, southeast of Birmingham mm-hmm. and being on a Tuesday night driving in a pissing rain to watch Grimsby lose 3-0 or 2-0. Yeah. And I, I still think... But even when we're playing badly, like I can't physically drag myself away from it. Like it's got, mm. it's it's fully got me. And it, and I hope it's the same for my little boy as well. He's um, but he's you know what? He's obsessed with golf, which I love because I'm I I love golf as well. But yeah. he's um, oh, he wakes up in the morning and he's like, golf, daddy, golf, daddy. He wants to get the putter out it. and he wants to, yeah, man, yeah. I love it. So whether it, whether he be a, fo- a footballer or a golfer, I, I don't mind. I mean, golf would be yeah. nice because then. He could just chase the sun around the world, can't he, playing golf and I yeah. could be with him. That'd be lovely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, That's whatever beautiful. he decides to do, but... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, before we wrap things up, I want to bring things back round to the acting because, and again, there was a point, I said, where I was having pretty much everyone from This Is England on and some people had joked that I always end up asking this same question, but I do think it's, it's valid, particularly for yourself. Like, people don't particularly realise that Stevie and maybe Vicky even had some experience, had been doing stuff before this. But for yourself, and Shimmy obviously brought in with On Room for Romeo Brass and things like that. Oh, what a film, by the way. What a film. What a film. It's, oh. it's, it's, I, have, I have Room for Romeo Brass and, and Dead Man's Shoes in 
sharing a joint place in my top five films of all time. Because oh, I'm like, it's, it's so all the same underrated. crew and everyone, so I can allow that. I don't have to, yeah, 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 I don't yeah. have to take up two It's almost two like one film, it. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's so underrated. So, so underrated. Both of those films. It's astounding. And I love Shimmy in that. He's so beautiful, man. He's so good in that he's film. He's so gentle and so, oh, he's so funny what as well. Happened? comedy What happened? <laughs> <laughs> but um, how was it when you started to get acting gigs outside of that? Because as you say, it is so different. There is... So many projects don't have the budget or don't put the budget aside for for rehearsals, mm. for these kind of things. So many you're just, you learn, and so many you have to actually learn your lines. Like yeah. it could be a variation on a, a Shane film. So how was that when you'd go in, when you got those first well, few I've projects got, after it? I've kind of, I've got Stephen to thank for that because Stephen, at the rap party of This Is England, Stephen and Shane and, and all of the gang made my mum a promise. They said, and we're not just going to release this film and forget about Tomo when he just goes back to doing whatever he does. You know, we're going to we're going to make sure that he, he has a, a career out of it and we're going to look after him. And as soon as we finished This Is England, Stephen um, went on to a series for the BBC called The Innocence Project, which mm. wasn't the best thing, I don't think. I don't think I ever watched it. But Stephen got me in for an audition straight away. He was like, you have to see this kid. And I went for my audition. I didn't know what an audition was, really. Yeah. No idea. So I had to learn these lines. My phone rang mid-audition and it was Shane. Amazing. Shane had rang me mid-audition. So I answered it. I was like, <laughs> it wasn't like, a, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It was like, one sec. She got his phone. Right, Shane. <laughs> so sorry, where were we? That's so amazing. and then so I got this job and Stephen, bless him, made sure, made sure every night I knew my lines, he would come round or I'd go around to his. Um he'd oh, make wow. sure I knew all my lines, he'd teach me the ways. And then I finished The Innocence Project and then and then I went straight onto a film called Eden Lake, which is a horror movie. It's um a classic. With, it's which brutal. With, oh yeah. yeah, it's full on. Yeah. Um so that's with uh, Michael Fassbender and Jack O'Connell and Kelly Riley and all these great actors. So You know what? And then, that's mad. I I watched it at the time and had forgotten because obviously I didn't really know Fassbender and Jack O'Connell mm. at that point, but they're such yeah. Big names well, now. I don't even think of them now, as yeah. Eden Lake, but yeah. Yeah. My mate texted me yesterday and he was like, what the fuck? I can't believe you never told me that you worked with Fassbender. And I was like, yeah. I think you'll find Fassbender work with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't Fassbender um, back then, son. <laughs> um, and then I went straight into another film called Scouting Book for Boys. And so yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, from as soon as This Is England kind of came out, I was nonstop. So again, I was just like, just get, get it done. Just get on with it. I just kind of... I didn't really have time. And I was working with all these amazing actors. Uh, Holiday Granger, who I did um, mm. scouting book for boys with, she's a, an angel. She taught mm. me so much. So yeah, I was working. I was just surrounded by all these amazing actors and just people who really put an arm around me and just kind of really guided me in the right path. And just kind of, yeah, the whole, the, the industry as a whole, I was so lucky that everybody that I worked with really took me under the wing and just taught me everything that I know. So yeah, I guess I kind of was just, just learn on the job, innit? Just, I was in yeah. it at the deep end. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things I think is, is so exciting about this industry is every acting gig I've got, I've been excited about the role, but I've been excited for the actor I'm going to be on the other other side of it. Because mm. everyone I've had, I've learned so much because I'm the same. I didn't have any oh. kind of pre-training or anything like this. So although <laughs> I came in the way you did, except I did it at like, 37 or something so, See, so I'm impressive. coming in as the, I'm that's coming in, in as this kid but that. as a grown up just going this is amazing I need to learn and I had exactly the same but, but how amazing is that and like like for people listening to be like 
at 37 years old, just going, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to do something different. Do. I know yeah, like big yeah. Tom Davis, the comedian, like he was the same, yeah. he came into it late. And it's yeah. like, was it? am I right in thinking it was Morgan Freeman that started really late as well? Yeah, 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 Morgan Freeman, Samuel L. Jackson as well. Sa- Sa- sorry, yeah. Oh, so, so when Samuel L. Jackson got, um, what's it called? Um, fuck, great classic gangster film. Yeah, oh, I, I can't remember. His, his first thing, yeah. he was playing like the older dad. Mm. And then, yeah. I love decades that. Decades and decades. It's just so nice that, because people often say to me, they go, oh, I'd love to get into acting, but, you know, it's too late. And it's never too late. You know, if you, mm. granted, you know, you've got to be in the right place at the right time and meet the right people, but like, fuck, fuck, just give it a blast, innit? Give it a go. Yeah. Why not? I completely agree. And yeah. that, and that's it. Again, it's it's that exciting thing, as, as you know, is like the excitement is next year and the year after and yeah. the year after and it's the year after it's that excitement of not... not knowing what's happening it's yeah. kind of like you don't know you don't know when your phone's going to ring I mean God knows how many times a day I refresh my emails hoping that something's coming in but that is that is the exciting thing it's kind of my, my, my agents crack up uh, they know how my how my week is going by how quickly I turn around a self-tape because I'll jump oh, really? on it yeah. Like there's, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah there's times it will come through and if I, re- as, exactly as you, as you were saying about J- Jackdaw, if I read it and I connect immediately, yeah. I'll have that turn around. Like, I, I, I won't yeah, want to overthink it, it and overdo it. Yeah. I'll be like, right, let's just get this learned. I'll ring me old man up. He do- he does all my, all my self-tapes oh, does with he? me. Oh, brilliant. So he reads with me. So it'll just be like, right, let's go. And they crack up yeah, at times yeah. when it's like, Pip, we sent you this an hour ago and you've learned all these lines and done all this, but that's like, this whole thing. And be like, that's it. Mate, it was a good script and I was buzzing and yeah. But like I said, that's a testament to you and how much you want it and the work that you're willing to put into it, you know. And yeah. it just goes back to what I was saying. You know, Shane Shane took that chance on me when I was a kid and I'm forever grateful for it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's my turn now and it has yeah. been for the last 15 years to work on the scripts instead of, you know, going out or doing this and... It, it, it's down to me to put that graft in and, and learn the accent or yeah. learn the lines and, yeah. you know, kind of make sure that I'm immersed in it fully and get them, you know, get them sent on time and creating the characters. And, you know, that's all down to us, isn't it, as creative? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's so exciting. Like, I love it. I love it. I was going to say, got like, it's the fun of like it. A routine of the day. Yeah. yeah. I've got like a daily routine of when I have my self tapes with, with my friend Mark. Like, we yeah. enjoy it. We'd love it. Like, rearranging my front room so I can prop my camera up. And, oh, yeah. we love it. We love it. Well, I was going to ask how you find self tapes and all that. But, but it sounds perfect that you've oh, got a mate I used who to you get them. to make it a little project on their yeah. own kind of thing. I used to hate them because I used to take them too seriously. And I used to get stressed about them. I remember a really funny one and I can't find the video and I'm gutted about it. But there's a video I was auditioning for C, you know, the uh, Jason Momoa thing. Have mm. you seen? So yeah, I was auditioning yeah, yeah. for that. So all the characters are blind. And my God, I got as well. frustrated. I auditioned you? for that. Yeah, yeah. So there's this really funny scene with an American accent. He was very last minute. So I was stressed and I was like, Fah. And I remember that like I've got my camera in front of me and I'm doing the scene and I'm pretending to be blind and I lose my lines and after it's probably the tenth or fifteenth take. And just halfway through I lose my head and I go fucking scream at the top of my voice, but then punch my camera. Not that I'm condoning violence or aggression, but I punch my camera off the thing and it goes spinning off. And then you just see me look over it as if saying, Have I broke it? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I don't know where that is. I don't know where the, the thing is. But, that, but 
that I think that was the turning point. The the moral of the, what I'm getting at is I stopped taking them so seriously and started just enjoying them and just having mm. fun with them. And I used to do them a lot with my wife, but then she would get frustrated that I was getting frustrated. And it kind of, you know, for so me and Charlotte don't really do them that much together anymore. Yeah. But yeah, when I do them with Mark, I think, we enjoy it. We mate, have fun. I think and you've that's, nailed that's... it. It's, it's my exact outlook. And my worry sometimes is I'm like, oh, am I not taking them seriously enough? But it's like, no, I want to I wanna have that fun and energy in it. And I want to enjoy do. it. And then, because yeah. again, I've said this on the podcast a load of times, but my thing then is I've kind of already won. Like I got to yeah. play the character for a bit. I've had You've some fun it. with yeah, it. If I, never, fun. if I never get the role, then that's fine. I've had a good time. Whereas if I really try and offer them what they want, yeah. If you know what I mean. How it's do like, you find? How do you deal with when you you get? Because very very occasionally you'll get sent a full script with your audition scenes, and you read it and you fall in love with it, and you're thinking, "This is me. This is what I want." How do you find the the knockback of not getting them? Do you? How are um, you with that? Well, ninety percent of the time I'm good, but that ten yeah. percent fucking hits. I've talked about it's it before, horrible. but there was a film called The Northman. Robert Eggers and Robert Eggers I'm a huge fan of I've like, mm-hmm. had him on the podcast and it's all Viking stuff and the script when I read the script I'd read nothing like it before like it jumped off the page I could see all of it and I auditioned and I got through kind of the first round of auditions and then I had a meeting with the director and all this I was like this is the one yeah because you tell yourself at that point you're like I yeah. fucking got it it's and mine. it didn't it didn't happen in the end for one reason or another and that's fine but that was the one that I checked the IMDb regularly to see like where it is see in development and see who else has got it yeah. and all this kind of thing. And see who you need to hunt down. You yeah, fucker, you took yeah. my job. <laughs> and then I watched it and it was amazing. I loved it. But it was yeah, that was one that sticks with me. And there's been there's been one or two that I've yeah. I've, I've that really was, that was my next question. stuck with me. I, not that I'm now interviewing you. Oh, you go ahead. But that that was that was another one that I was gonna ask straight after was um when you audition for something that you really want and you don't get it, then you watch it. Yeah. It all depends on how the other actor playing that part carries it for me. Yeah. I remember yeah. there's there's a few examples for me where I've I've, I've auditioned and I've thought, this is, I'm so right for this part. And then I've watched it and then I've seen them do it and I've gone, I could have that, could, I could have done, not that I could have done that yeah. better. I could have done that yeah. so differently. But yeah. then there's times I watch things and then I go and I, and I say to Charlotte, I go, I'm fucking glad I never got that because they have smashed that. Like, they've, they've nailed Mate, it. Mate, I'll give you an example of this. I had an audition and it was, I got the audition through and it was like, you can't re- read the instruction until, like, you have to read this and improvise immediately. So I oh, did yeah, this, yeah. blah, 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 I did this. I um, I got told I got through to the last few years l- 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 later, I got told this, and then I didn't get it. It was Virtues. The person who got it was Stevie. Stevie Graham. So, yeah. Oh, so bastard. There was a, He's not even that good either. So there was a brief <laughs> time in that project that he couldn't do it. So they started auditioning other people for it. Then stuff wow. happened and he became available again. And watching that, it's like, oh. no. Like, I, I, no. I've, I've said, I've joked for a while. I have a kind of rule that if Stephen Graham's inv- available, cast Stephen Graham and then yeah. see what the other options yeah, are. But yeah. that was one that it was years later, like oh when I was talking God. to Mark at Warp about this project and one of the other projects I had in development, he was like, oh, you know, you know, we almost went for you on that. And I'm like, what? Because oh, again, it was one of them. Telling was, me, Mark, I just sent it off and just thought, oh, forget about it. And again, he's probably <laughs> being nice. I'm sure there were people ahead, but it was one of them where I was like, oh, that would have ruined it. 
Like, yeah, that's oh, one of the most amazing Stephen TV Graham, shows I've yeah. ever seen. Oh my it's, god, it's I've arguably never seen my favourite performance, like performance of Stevie. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like, nah, yeah. that's one that I watched. I was like, thank God he became available yeah, again. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, you would have been great, but it would have been totally different, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah, I remember watching that and just being like, because I always find it. Sometimes I find it difficult to watch people who I know really well. Yeah, not that I find it difficult, but I kind of when I watch the the work, I kind of go ah. Oh, I kind of can't look past the fact that I know him or I've seen them naked in the I mean, showers or I've doing, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I, when you, I had but, that recently and it's not someone I know but I had that recently with Coogan playing Jimmy Savile because I'm oh, such a partridge and such a Coogan fan mm. I thought he was amazing but the whole time I was seeing Coogan I wasn't yeah. s- s- seeing was Savile and, and when I spoke to people about it I was like that's on me because it's, mm. it's it's my obsession with Coogan and Partridge that his performance was great, but I couldn't see it. See, my dad says the same. My dad said exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But I I, I remember watching The Virtues and mm. and anything Stephen does. I can watch yeah. Stephen and I can I can forget all everything I know about him on a personal level and it's I can mad, really believe what he's doing. Yeah. So I guess that's just a, that's a testament to who he is and the work that he puts into it. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I... I I had that recently with b- Bodies on Netflix because he's playing a very different character oh, to his... Amazing again, again. But again, instantly, I'm like, there he is. That, that's that. It, I wasn't watching Stephen You're not anymore. watching Stephen. Watching, yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. He's, he's good, um, isn't he? He's certainly... <laughs> he's, he's all right. Leave some work for the rest of us, though, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> no, he's mate. making work now, and he? he's creating work for people. I've seen he's doing a lot with, um, with Matriarch and his production company, and yeah... He's doing so much for the industry. Yeah, and they've just announced a big thing with Studio Canal where there's a, yeah. a new writers initiative to get working class writers Love to give that. them that that foot on the ladder and all that. And the amount so, of stories that you're going to get, the amount of real raw, you know, experiences that you're going to be able to put onto it, you know, the people that you're going to find like he's yeah. going to he's going to find so much gold in that and it's like yeah. why so, haven't people done this before? It's taken yeah. someone like Stephen to get to a position of where he is. And he's he's doing wonders for the industry, and he's he's exactly where he deserves to be. Definitely, I love it. And and again, it's it's there's so many examples in recent history that makes you realise that representation number one is obviously the morally right thing to do of different mm-hmm. voices from different backgrounds, but number two, artistically, it's the right thing to do because mm. you just get in these new stories and new angles, and oh. the the kind of the industry had got to a point where we're doing like the third Ghostbusters reboot, which, you know, mm. to be clear, I really enjoyed. But again, it's that thing of this voice has maybe yeah. run out of ideas. That's yeah. why we need all these new voices to go, here's exactly. something completely new and original that we exactly. wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, know? and that's what that's what they're working, you know, and, and, and not overlooking Hannah as well, Stephen's mm-hmm. wife. Like, yeah, she's a grafter. Like, what she's doing for, for, for that whole family is just, yeah, she's I mean, incredible. I mean... This is now the Graham slash Waters Graham appreciation post, but oh, Hannah is the grafter. But equally, I think it's episode two or three of the Boiling Point series. Her performance is the, fucking. Is he one about with the young kid that they find yeah. in the toilet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like and 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 the stuff between Stephen and uh, Hannah, you know, yeah. in the meetings and things. Yeah. Oh my god, it's mm-hmm. just um, the, the yeah. definition of a power couple. Right there. Oh my but god, they've got it all, aren't they? To wrap things up, kind of 
what is ahead? I always ask this, but I kind of know that you don't really know what's ahead and that's kind of what's exciting yeah. at the moment, right? I guess I'm kind of like just taking every day as it comes. You know what it's like. You know, there's a few scripts that have been thrown around, but I, I never sort of, I never believe that they're a thing until they say action because yeah. you, you can get attached to things and for whatever reason they 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 fall through. And yeah, but I'm kind of just, I'm just appreciating being at home. You know, until my money runs out, which yeah, <laughs> approaching quickly. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I live a very cheap lifestyle. I'm very yeah. like, I live in a very small house, and I just play a lot of golf, which is a membership, which is quite expensive. But I play it every single one day, thing, so it's yeah, one hundred your money's worth. One hundred percent worth it. And you know, I don't really, it's I don't really do anything that exciting. It's, so it's, I'm kind it's of your cool. equivalent of of my Cineworld card, mate. I've got my exactly. Cineworld Unlimited card. It's like, yeah, it's fairly expensive, but I get so much value out of it because oh I'm going so regularly. <laughs> exactly, and you know what? Like for what for whatever you pay for your your card or whatever you play for your golf, it's like. It, it's something that's good for you and it's something that's teaching you different values of, mm. you know, for me, I think the golf is the, the the patience it teaches me, the, you know, the the drive to learn, to be better. And it's just what you get out of it. Like we're so exactly. adverse to the idea of things that cost money actually being good, good value. I had a real breakthrough years ago of like, for example, if I was paying for a, a UFC pay-per-view, I, I love, I love my UFC and if they're doing one that's like 20 quid, I'm like, well, that's annoying. But back in the day, the amount I'd spend getting a cab to a club, spending yeah. on drinks in a club, all of this, and I wouldn't be having that much fun. Mate, 20 quid. 20 quid is like three pints. And I'm getting like so oh. much joy and pleasure out of this. That And, and the yeah. cinema is a prime example as well. Like when people say how expensive the cinema is, which completely I agree. And yeah, I'm so yeah, glad yeah, that yeah. so many cinemas, particularly independent ones, are doing real affordable tickets and things like that. But equally, I'd say I'd spend more on a night out in the pub and I wouldn't personally, I'm not as much of a pub person. So I personally won't get as much from a night out in the pub as I would from a couple of hours in a cinema just watching something that's inspiring me, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the pubs are kind of like, don't get me wrong, I I still enjoy going to the pub with my friends and having a drink, blah di da di da But yeah, I kind of... certainly get more enjoyment from playing around the golf with my mates. Yeah. Like now, yeah. I sit back and I think about my stag do before I got married. It was like 40 was in Benidorm and it was fucking carnage. Yeah. And I mean carnage. Yeah. Now, if I was to redo my stag do again, I'd be like, we're going to Portugal for four days and playing golf. We'll have a night out, don't get me wrong, but I would 100% rather play golf. Mate. But I guess it's... um, it's, But that's just part of taking steps towards... I guess just... Like, I don't want to say growing up because I don't ever want to grow up because I know it's a trap. Mm. But it's just getting older and just being a bit more mature and just kind of enjoying different things in Mate, life, a little bit more peaceful. And Next time you've got a big w- wedding anniversary, have a nice time with Charlotte, but have a stag do anniversary. Have a stag do anniversary as well. Yeah, Have a stag do anniversary exactly. and go, look, we're going to redo hey, the stag do. It's been however many years, yeah. we're going to redo the stag do and we're going to go and play yeah. golf in Portugal. Tr- tr- Imagine breaking yourself. that one to a good. Hey, baby. So <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking for our honey uh, for our anniversary. I'm thinking Portugal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking no, four days in the sunshine. No, oh you no, need to do it. As no, a no, you're thing. not coming. <laughs> That's yeah, it. no, you no. Need a separate thing. You need the anniversary celebration and then the stag yeah. do anniversary celebration. Yeah. These two yeah, things. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's away exactly what I need to do. Yeah, mate. I'm so glad we got to chat. There's so many things we've not talked about. Like I loved swimming with men. I thought that was just so good. I think. Bryden, Charlotte, Danny are all so good. Adil, Jane, all of them. Uh, um, and yeah, just l- loads of stuff. 
Well, let's do it I again, mate. We'll do it. It. Yeah, again. we'll do it again we'll, soon, yeah, we'll, mate. Yeah, we'll do it 100, percent mate. I'd love that. Yeah, I'm glad we finally got it done. Yeah, I appreciate you t- you taking the time, and I'm glad we got it done. Have a lovely day, mate. Oh, pleasure, mate. Yeah, yeah you too, mate. Thank you. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was Thomas Turgoose and boy, was it worth the wait. I hope you all enjoyed that. It's now officially drunk cast season. There's going to be five episodes over the Christmas and New Year kind of period. Some before Christmas, some after Christmas. And then obviously in the New Year, we will kick things off with my Films of the Year episode. It's a great drunk cast. I think it might be one of the most emotional ones we've done. Obviously, it descends into nonsense, but we considered not doing a drunk cast this year because the three of us have all independently had pretty, have had some tough times this year. But we decided the drunk cast is one of the good times and it's important to get as many good times in, particularly if you've had, you know, an unusual spread of tough times. So, I'm so glad we did because it was a joy as ever. Yeah, all right then. I'm going to stop rambling and let you get on with your day. I will see you next week as the drunk cast period begins. Until then, stay safe and stay sane. Ta-ta.